0: Yes, yes brother. How's it going? Oh, are you looking fresh, man? <laughs> bro, I
1: look at my and mum's a hairdresser, isn't
0: it? So I've been calm the whole of lockdown. Alright, bro. L- allow nice. me. Um, it's a bit cold. Let me, bro, let, me let me drink my, let me my tea. Today's today's
1: just a hot day, man. Are <laughs> you doing, bro? Been, I've, I've been golf this morning as well, so I've still at the park.
0: Man, say golf. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, man. See, I, I can't connect with that, man. I don't go, I don't do golf. Never done golf in my life.
1: Wait, I'm going to quickly jump off my Wi-Fi and go on 4G. Yeah, yeah. Are you back? One sec. Yeah, there we
0: go. Yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, man, I'm good. How are
0: you? Yeah, I'm not bad, bro. Like, as you know, doing these interviews, doing my thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've I've been keeping up with them, man. They've been looking so sick. But yeah, like, I mean, it's getting to the point where I'm kind of bored now. I want to get out. Like not even just get out clubbing, just get yeah. out in the sense of just meeting people, going restaurants, blah blah blah. But it's good. It's good. I can't complain. We're safe. But yeah, how are I'm you, good. bro? Yeah, man, I'm good. Like I
1: was. When, I'm not like when the lockdown first started. I was a bit. Yeah. I was a bit down because I was literally I had I had such a good few months lined up. Like I was about to go on tour with Sigma, um, and then obviously I had a lot of work abroad. So and, and i I'm only 18, obviously, you know. So like it was like my first real year of. Getting amongst it, mm. and yeah. It's, it's one end though, man. Like it's the same for everyone. You just gotta try and use it in advance like what I have trying to been doing. Like, yeah, um, I'm been doing what I was get into later. But I've been doing like loads of work for Kiss at the minute. Um, just like during the lockdown, helping them out and um, yeah, trying to work on a lot of music as well. Like really trying to up my production levels. So it's one end, man. You just gotta try and see a positive. When you when you mix. came into the
0: lockdown, Sorry. did you think it was gonna be a quick kind of period, or did you think it would be long?
1: Um, I don't know. It was a weird one, man. Like at the start, it was like one of them where I think no one knew how how serious it was actually going to be. Mm. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. I just like you, you look into it and see when the clubs and bars and that all going to be reopened, but you can't yeah. actually like no one knows. So there's like no point getting like looking forward to it. Like I've spoke to a lot of people in like when I've majestic who 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 I've been working with who I'll, I'll speak about a bit later on. But I asked him like because I was hopefully going to try and catch the end of season in I for or and he was like, I just I just can't see it happening, man. Like
0: um The thing is like, is it will it will open up over there but it's us going there. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah that's what I mean. It, like, what I mean. like over like, like, oh, my, friends live live in,
1: yeah, my friends live in Yeah my
0: friends live in Mabeya, and mm. over there it's fine. Like bars, yeah, yeah, yeah. shisha bars, restaurants are all open in but us going there is a different story. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you.
0: But yeah, man. So, like, going into going your career. So, when did you start DJing?
1: Um, so, I started DJing when I was 16. So, like, two years ago. Mm. And it's been a bit of a mad period because I've only been playing out for, like, since I was, like... Well, I started when I was 17. I used to play at a bar yeah. when I was... I just didn't ask what my age was. And I wasn't going to turn down a opportunity junior playing. Um, so, yeah, I just played in a local bar in Leicester. Um, I actually worked for free for, like, for, I don't know, from maybe June to October. Every yeah. Friday, Saturday night, completely for free. Um, didn't even own a penny. And that was a place called Locker Room. Um, but then through there, I was like, it's where all the bar and club owners would sort of go. for like where mm-hmm. they'd like have a drink or whatever. And all the bigger DJs that are about at the time that are like headlining like residents of the bigger clubs. Um, yeah. And it was a cool little way to network and premiere myself um, when I was just starting. Because not gonna lie, when I first started DJing, like I literally, I was, I was still like, I was playing to people, but I was still like, you know the difference like from playing in your room to playing to mm. people. Like, See, that's, that's the thing.
0: No one really understands the jump, yeah, when you're yeah, playing yeah, in your a yeah, room to playing in a club
1: or man. bar or whatever. 100%. And, like, that was, that was one of the things that really struck me. Um, but, yeah, man, it was kind of a kind – of it was a wicked period, and I really did enjoy it because it was, like, my first taste of, like, playing mm. out. Um, and then, yeah, like, it sort of – the main reason I started DJing was because um, I've sort of been brainwashed since I died. I've been born by my parents for house music. Like my, my so you mom, grew up on house? Yeah, like my mum, my dad, my stepdad, like they're all from that era from the 90s where house was like, so like since the day I was born, man, like house music's always been on in my house. So it's like yeah, I never yeah. really had any other, like, I don't know, choice, I guess. Um, and Leicester is very predominantly R&B. Like all, all the bars, clubs, it's very R&B. There's not many uh, housey places. And when it is, it's quite baseline B. Yeah. Um and with me, like I listen to R and B, whatever, da da da. I love all genres of music. But with me, one as obviously when you're a DJ you have your own what you yeah, play. Yes, of course. And I was thinking to myself, like, there's like you see everywhere else in the country, house music's going off, man. Like, it's really coming through like all the disco tunes as well. And I was like, if I if people are enjoying this sort of music, in my head, this is my head, they're gonna when they hear this music that makes me feel a certain way, mm. it's gonna like Jeez, man, they're gonna like it's gonna switch the whole of whole of the thing, and that was my main goal, like going into DJing. I just wanted to make people be educated on a wider, broader yep. music, um, instead of the mainstream sort of thing that was going on. Um, and that's what really motivated me from the start. So yeah, man, that's what I really, the main reason I. Got so into do you
0: do you think it's hard to be a house DJ and go into R&B hip hop gig, or do you think, and vice versa. So if you were r and hip hop DJ, me, it was like I played everything. Like, I played r and I played house. Um but now
1: I'm at the stage where if I'm being booked, I'm mostly being booked for house events. Yeah. So I'm playing main... like I play basically all house now. Like, um and that also led like I got I got a, a local radio show as well on a station called Takeover,
0: and mm-hmm. I was
1: play and I was on there, mate. Literally from. <laughs> When did I start takeover? Probably like the same time I started locker room. Yeah. So I was literally working at there for free. So I was literally on the radio for two hours, um, 8 till 10. I'd finish there um, and then go to locker room, play a used to be another lad that played as well. Um, so he'd play from like 9 till 10, 11. And then I'd jump off from 12 till 1, 2. So I was literally <laughs> doing that Friday, Saturday night, every single weekend without earning a penny.
0: Um, and I must have done that for like, yeah, probably till like October time. So when did you kind of think I've got to start paying? Like people got to start paying me now. Like was, um, why did that thought? When did that thought come in? Come into your head, and time, why did it, it come time.
1: It wasn't even like I wasn't doing it for the money. Like I just yeah. generally I found this new passion with obviously I had the passion, but I mean like we're playing out. I was going out every weekend. I was networking. I was meeting loads of new people, yeah. and I was playing the music. And people, were, I'd seen people like play, listen to house music and see them enjoying it. For me, it's always been like I've just been so passionate. Like you ask anyone that's around that like, close to me like i'm so, like you won't meet anyone that's passionate enough about this kind of music than me um so yeah i got to the point where was when like it, yeah it was never really in my mind like i could make this like serious like make this actually my full-time job like it is now yeah. um but yeah it just i guess the the more people like like the world thing that i must agree in your network if you your network is as big as your net worth so the more people you meet like for up and coming these i would always say like if you're willing to play for free, yeah, then you, you get then that's it. You're you, you already living it. So, yeah, man.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, you know what? It's massive for the next generation, like us lot, to come up. Like, how do you feel, kind of knowing that these older, more experienced DJs are now kind of getting worried that you got we us lot are coming up now, and we're mm. kind of taking not like necessarily taking over, but like just taking their sets here and there, or being on the warm-up set and stuff like that like how do you feel about that do you um well with me
1: because like my circle of people that i hang around with like i don't know if you've heard of i'll get into it now have you heard of majestic yeah yeah so i work i basically am Majestic's apprentice now yeah. um and the way i literally got to know majestic was he was li- like he always goes live on instagram mm. and, I, and I, li- I watched him at reading and like i went to reading festival in 2016 And that's how I got him on Instagram. And he was live probably like in December time.
0: Yeah. And it was
1: like a late one. Like he was live at like 2 a.m. And there was only probably like 25 people watching. So I just put in the comments, like, Hi, I'm an up and coming radio presenter DJ. Um, It'd be amazing if you could give me some advice or something. Mm. And he was like, Well, Marriott, DM me, DM me. So I DM'd him, ended up having a conversation, literally spoke for like 20, half an hour, just giving me so much advice. Like, um, and then basically said, whereabouts are you based? And I'm, I'm from Leicester, and he's from London. He was like, if you're from yeah, London, yeah. Um, you could probably could get involved. Um, so time went on, I'd be keeping in contact with him and stuff like that. Um, and then in August, he invited me down to KISS mm-hmm. to just help out on his show, uh, literally just sit there, do the track list, yeah. um, tell him about shout, stuff like that. Um, and, then, and, then he did, and then we kept in contact via Instagram. And then in December, this December, he does his show in London called Limitless. Yeah. Um, well, it's like his headline show. And he DM'd me, they sent me a voice note, and he was like, You come in Limitless this week. And I'd already bought a ticket that I was going just to, just, yeah, just for the, just for the one to support his thing. And obviously, how much she supported me. Yeah. And yeah. He was like, All right, well, you'll love this. How about um, instead of that, why don't you like help me out? You be a runner, help my manager out, so basically look after all the artists. Um yeah, basically just give his manager Soph a hand throughout the day. So mm. I was like, mate, I'd absolutely love to. So travelled down to London that day, got the train, all that sort of stuff. Um and then the lineup for Limitless was like Joel Curry, uh Hayley May, Sang Sorry um Um Sigma was the special guest. Yeah. Um Sean Dean, um loads of people, There's people that loads of people Um that guy that goes on fingers if we were real, real wave watching them slicked on and so mm. many so many massive people in the industry that and it was just sort of with me like i was like i remember sticking up the dressing room things and i was like mate this is mental it was like my <laughs> real look into it and i was like mate joel curry's gonna be sigma's gonna be in this real like, half an hour and yeah 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 and it was like just like i was when i got into a group chat with like joel curry like so many different people and i was like this in a group chat <laughs> it's like what is going this is mental Bear in mind, i was literally just I'd only started playing to a crowd in June and this was all happening mm. by December the following year. And then um, at the after party, when cause Sigma turned up a bit later and he was the special guest at the after party, I got chatting yep. to um, one of Sigma's friends, um, who I think is involved with like, organizing all the Sigma's tours and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and then Cam from Sigma, so I just got talking to them at the after party for like, I don't know, 20 minutes. Um, just telling about everything I'm doing, how I've been helping out with Majestic, like working Majestic sort of took me under his wing. Um, and then two days later I got a DM saying would like you to come on the student tour and be on support if you're up for it. Starts in March. So I was like, man, yeah. that'd be absolutely unreal. So that's how it sort of led to the Sigma tour. But then the weekend after the um, the weekend after Limitless. Um, Majestic invited me down to warm up for his event in his local town in Hartford. Yeah. Um, so it was Majestic, Artful Dodger, Sweet, me, Sweet for My Attitude, This Thing's Flowers, um, MC Viper, MC Kai, so many different like people in the
0: industry. So all the good. garage Frankie House crew. Yeah, out, yeah, yeah, up. yeah.
1: So it was like a garage house event. Um, and where it is in Hartford is this place called the White Hart. And yeah. they do an event called Exile, and they just do like loads of different events. And then just got network. Got speaking to the guy who owns the White Hart, Liam, who has supported me massively. Like he books me now, like once a month to play. It's like a pub, but it's mm. like a pub club. Like it's weird. Like, okay. yeah, the White. Someone like said the White Heart. The White Heart in Hartford. Um. So yeah, and then I play this event all the time called Exile. Now, who this guy called Steve runs it, and he's been massively supportive of me. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, from there, like my, me like just my relationship with Majestic like massively. Like he's just. Now massively just took me under his wing. Um, um literally like so for example, when he for example, when he was on tour, of example, he um I just messaged him like, it'd be wicked if I could like come down and just like just i seen it as an opportunity to network and just experience what it was like and yeah. that. Um and then that night like was the pro- first night I've really experienced like what, okay, this is the this is the industry I'm getting into because he literally he had a show in Cardiff. Mm-hmm. after after Nottingham. So we literally finished in Nottingham at like seven, drove to Cardiff through the night, got to Cardiff for like half 12. He played one. And then we also still on the example tour on the Sunday yeah. He was. So we had to drive through the night from Cardiff to Manchester. Um, we did, got to Manchester about half seven in the morning, eight o'clock. Like, and it was just like just experiencing that, like just literally did three different cities in one night. Um. Mm. It was just mental, like. Just so you, you were
0: on the road, you were on the road, bro. Like yeah, from like, early,
1: just, just having an insight from from like I'm, I'm yeah. honestly I'm forever grateful, man. Like of oh, the other day on Radio One, Craig David, uh, Scott Mills, and the other lad that's on, we were talking about Majestic, saying how how an amazing guy is and how support, and how supportive he is, and how for the up and coming, like if you ever need anything, someone to, to reach out to, he's your man, like. And I've just been very lucky that yeah. Um, yeah, that like i am passed across and I've sort so, of. So I'm gonna ask it. you
0: this: What sets you apart from other DJs? Why is your set unique, and why do people come to your set? Um, because I think
1: with me, um, I'm not, I don't,
0: I, I don't know. I, I feel like with my sets, I'm fairly unique.
1: Like with with the house scene at the minute, it's very, uh, it's going very minimal and very deep. Um, with me, because I've got that, um, like. I'm the old school sort of. Mm-hmm. I, I love my, my vocal house, my piano-y house, so that, 90s, mm-hmm. so that '90s, vibe. And when you like speak to people, like a lot of people that are mainly like girl, I like to speak to girls about it because I feel like you get a good vibe. But for a girl, it's like maybe it's the mainstream you've got a vibe. They're like, oh, I hate that when it's just a continuous beat. And to be yeah, fair, nice. I don't even rate. I, I do rate. Minimal, I like what like I said. I'm into all music, but for me, minimal house doesn't do anything for me. Like deep house doesn't really do anything for me. But when it's like a proper piano-y vocal, see, I like soulful house, but I don't, I'm yeah, not really
0: into house. So. What's the kind of scene at the, like at the moment? So like, is it thriving? Like, what's was yeah, was like, it be- was it better like, before yes, or was yeah, it, yeah, is yeah, it better yeah. now? So,
1: I, like, I was saying to my friend the other day, "There's disco is massively like I love disco and it's proper like coming back through now. If you listen to radio one like Danny Howard or Annie Max show, it's all disco. And for mm-hmm. me, like that's all, like vocal house, all that sort of vibe. And mate, like that's like literally like me like to a T. Like yeah, I'm yeah. I mean, um, into. So yeah like it's definitely like especially with defected and everything like that like defected are absolutely defected records are massive like they do the glitter box which is all disco. But like, obviously like be for that like it's all it's predominantly that's why I love like, I went I be for last year and I literally fell in love with it because everywhere you go it was just like this is this 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 whole island just represents everything I'm about. Yeah. Um so yeah man.
0: 90s house is number 1. <laughs> So with your DJ, where do you want to take it? Where do you see yourself in the next five years?
1: Um, I'm a massive believer in the law of attractions, man. Like, I believe if you truly believe in your that you're going to do something with your life, then then you then you really and you put the work in and you're willing to do all the work, you will do it, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I just want to keep. I I wouldn't want to say where I'm going to be. Because what's the, what's the aim? What's the what's the it's, main it's,
0: aim? What's the biggest achievement? What's the main aim for you?
1: Um. Just to like be just be regularly getting booking abroad and like I'd be for and, like I'd love to play like a place like Mambo. I had booking in Ocean, I have a book, but I do still hopefully have a book in Ocean. I had a few bookings at Ocean Beach this year, so for me, was like massive. Like, um, I want to be on the radio, like, I've got a bit of a show on Kiss starting, um, on the 70th of July on the Kiss Fresh. Mm. Um, so I want to be on the radio, I want to just keep it you know, like because like with me, like, I literally went from playing at my local bar and then six months later, I was on tour of Sigma. Yeah. So like I've done this like all of that in like the space of what like Do you think that helps
0: you? Like getting gigs as well. Like if you if they if you ask them if they ask you what's what's your CV looking like, you give them that. Do you think yeah, that's
1: like if I can if I if I go to if I go to like a promoter and say I've just been on tour with Sigma, like it sort of speaks for itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like yeah, like and just being even being around with like learning on people like Majestic and like the last few weeks um, during this like lockdown period um andrew wilco who's like the one of the main executive like producer at kiss yeah um, i've literally been helping him out like so like all the majestic shows i've been doing his track lists i've been doing um so much of a stuff man like just like networking and when you find out who the people are like in, who are like there who are going to be the people that are going to get you <clears> in the door like majestic said to me so many times he said i can open these doors for you but then it's up to you to get your foot in yeah um so, like, I don't mind, like... Yeah, like, tot- yeah I
0: totally agree with that because it's, like, no one's going to hold your hand for the yeah, whole situation. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Like, it's literally with me, like, I've 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 worked... I've, I've put the graft in, like, so far, like... And it doesn't even feel like graft. Like, when I say to people, like, oh, yeah, I worked at Locker Room and did a radio show for, like, five months completely for free, Friday, yeah. Saturday night, work until 4 a.m. You know what I mean? Without earning a penny, mm. I didn't really care because at the time, like... I loved it, man, like, and I still, obviously I still do it, I mean, like, when I was, at like, first being introduced, I loved it, so now, yeah. me doing work for KISS for free, like, you do stuff for free, which then leads on to doing... To more, bigger things. Like, yeah, yeah, of course, man, and, like, the, and when you do stuff for free, it also
0: shows people that you're not just in it for the clout or the money, mm-hmm. like, I, so, I don't give a shit about it. going you, with like, that as well, like, a lot of people don't understand mm-hmm. how hard it is to be a DJ, especially in this period, like, um... Back in the day, it still was hard, but it was a bit easier with, the, there was less saturation of yeah, DJ, But now this, the game is oversaturated. So especially, how hard is it to be a DJ for you? Yeah, and especially. also, how, like, how, what, what advice and how did you kind of get into the clubbing scene in that sense? Like, what advice yeah, yeah. would you give to other people? So now, especially, sorry, I kept cutting you off. And in the house, <laughs>
1: um, you can't just be a good DJ now. You need to be producing and bringing out music. And that was like my step, like during lockdown was like, I can, I can, with me, I can put a track together, I can produce, but then I'd always ha- feel like I couldn't get it sounding like there, but during yeah. this lockdown, man, like I've literally spent so much time on Ableton, I've sort of neglected my decks and I've just spent it all on production and just been focusing purely on that. Um, I worked with a guy called Matt, who's like an incredible engineer, producer, who's been helping me out so much, like, um how my tracks and stuff like when I'll, I'll like lay down an idea so i'll die day now I'm like a, yeah. a a mini ep of a track for like and then hit. i'll send it over to him we'll have a chat on the phone i'm working with like four different singers at the minute on tracks um i've written a song the other day with this girl uh, called beth on facetime and honestly mate like it was sounding so so good so so good so Are you yeah, gonna release it yeah that's my next step now i want to release music live like i've said i want to try and get it out before the 17th of July when my mm-hmm. my show on Kiss Fresh is, so I can really premiere okay. it on there. Um, but, like, the way I got that show on Kiss Fresh was just because I've been working for Kiss for free yeah. for the last, you know I mean, like, few few months or whatever, and then they said as a way of saying, thank you, you can have an hourly slot on Kiss Fresh on the 17th of July. So, yeah, man. It's literally just like... Do you, do you think so, radio is dying out? Nah, nah, not at all, man. Like, a lot of people say that, but when, but when you look at the numbers and stuff, the KISS are still pulling in on a Friday night and Radio 1 and stuff like that, you realise it's not. And like when, when there's still, for example, Radio 1 dance tents at festivals or Radio 1 Big mm-hmm. Weekend or uh, the KISS FM, when KISS do Kissery things in IB for Kissery nights everywhere, man. Like, and they'd sell them out like that because, yeah, people are, people are still on radio, man. Like, it's a massive thing. And if you can get into it, like, it's also a great way of networking. Like, even when I'm on TakeOver... Yeah. That's just for the Midlands, so it's like less than a Birmingham, mate. I'll gain like five followers every Friday, have people DMing me, saying they're listening, just because they're in mm. the car, and it just, na- just tunes in
0: when they're around the city centres. So for me, like,
1: yeah, it's wicked, man. It's wicked.
0: Okay, well, do you it's think, okay, maybe it's not Dying Out, but do you think it's just the different type of genres? Because with house music, it's easier mm. to kind of pick up new songs from the radio than with hip-hop. R yeah, and R&B, yeah, yeah. You can easily get off Spotify or something like that yeah that's the thing with me like when i
1: first started i think i think we're all the same like i used to download my music off like youtube and shit like that and then when i started getting into it i was like mate like it's it's shit so like now yeah like, i literally cleared my whole album i just put everything on beatport because one on beatport is all the new house stuff um mainly and then like yeah and then once you start networking with more people you start getting sent in like, like mailing list like, i'm on quite a few mailing lists now which is quite mm. sick um so yeah, I definitely I definitely think radio's still like always gonna be there, man. Like, I don't think it's dying out at all. Yeah. Um so
0: yeah. So what is it about house music that you prefer over R and B hip hop and
1: that kind just, of? Drama? Like, I think I think just the way it makes me feel, man. Like like my my house is sort of like I said, like I would go down on a Sunday morning and mum's dance around the kitchen to a house gym. And it's always mm. been like that since like, I used to get picked up from primary school, mate, and there used to be a 90s house CD on the car, like I've never Yeah known anything else other than so with me like the passion I had for it was always there um, and yeah. and I think my yeah like I said my main goal was never to it was just to I wanted to bring house music properly to Leicester now and and now I sort of like this year Um, there's a there's, a there's a bar in Leicester called Arbor um, mm-hmm. which is mainly for R&B and they do these yeah I was seeing products. that video you posted I was watching that yeah 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 they do they do R&B there's just an R&B yeah. bar but in the summer they do these garden parties and my main goal when i started dj i was like, i want to play i want to play like garden party um and now this summer um, i spoke to the promoter the other day and hopefully if it goes ahead i'm going to be like one of the headliners stuff like that so yeah, mate, like, for me like even little things like that like a year ago if you spoke to me a year ago i would have said like my main goal is i want to play the Arbor garden parties um and now yeah this summer i was there's going to be like obviously there would have been a few already on the bank holidays but yeah man, it is what it is. See, that's time. the thing,
0: that garden party will be one of the first things back anyway, because yeah, yeah, if yeah. I've been it won't be back for time. Like, that's just I'm that's get, just getting, full stop it yeah, won't I'm be back.
1: Quite, I've had a couple of bookings as well, um, for a few garden parties in London. That exile at the White that they've rescheduled that for the twenty second of August. I don't think okay. I'm allowed to say that. But <laughs> but yeah, that's you
0: when, 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 when they see it back? They're like, we haven't yeah, even scheduled they, it when, in <laughs> yet. That's
1: when they said we want to try and reschedule it for. So I don't know. Like I'm trying to. I think I've I've seen in Leicester as well. They're doing a social distancing. Like there's DJs know called Tall order. Um, and yeah. really good DJs. Like they played I'd be for Rocks to do Forbidden. Um, and they're two lads as well that i massively looked up to. Like when I first started and still do now. But they're playing a social distancing event. Like everyone like, they've got loads of tables in this. Beer Garden I think it is Or something like that And it's like 40 quid a table you just mm. stay on your table And they're listening to playing tunes And that so Yeah man
0: What's, uh, What countries do you want a to tour uh, And DJ in After
1: quarantine and um, So this summer well? I had I had quite a bit of, I had some work lined up in Malia Yeah um, And then During lockdown I messaged the guy That owns White Pie In Zanzi, Which is like the biggest mm-hmm. big, One of the biggest events in, in Zanti And they play house music as well um so i messaged him because i remember i had a conversation with him because i was on a lads old end last year and i had a combo of him and i got his instagram then um and i messaged him and he's like if there's a season you can come over i'll let you know i'll be i'll know in a few weeks but i messaged him and he's like i don't know mate with all the riots and stuff it really isn't well the protests it isn't really looking like it's maybe might not might not happen this summer but -hmm. it's still like someone i've networked with you know what i mean for next summer
0: yeah
1: um so hopefully next summer, man. Like I really want to be just playing all the resorts, man. I want to be in Zanzibar. I want to be in Ibiza. I want to be in Malia. Like I want to be traveling around and just yeah, man. Just like literally, like with me, I, I don't, I don't want to because I literally I'm so open to it. Because like literally, in, like I said, like, it was just been the maddest six months, seven months yeah. in the space from playing a little small bar to then being around the biggest like names about like. So yeah,
0: man. I just hope it continues after lockdown. Do you think it's easy being a house DJ or do you think it's still difficult with the oversaturation of DJs or do you think it's um, easier than the R&B hip-hop?
1: I think because I think R&B, so there's a lot of R&B DJs, um, but then there's a lot of house DJs. I think it's the same for every drummer, man. Like, if you're willing to put the work in and network and yeah. meet as many people as you can, you, you, everyone's sort of in the same playing field. So yeah, man, like, if you're willing to put the work in, you can do anything, man. I'm a true believer in that. If you're willing to put the work in, you can really do anything in the life
0: would you um, want to move away for
1: a season um yeah definitely i'd love to do a season Ibiza, man or like anywhere to be fair like, i don't want to like name it like a place i'd love to do a season somewhere just because i was speaking to a videographer who does a lot of work abroad and he was like yes. when you do these seasons every single i say in ibfa every single person in the industry is in ibfa so the amount yes. of networking you can do is like ridiculous um So, yeah, man, and I think it definitely needs to... When you do a season somewhere, you get to know all the people that own all the clubs, so it then needs to Mm. future work. So, yeah, man, I think so. I think I'd love to. Like, literally anything, man. Like, I've always said, like, I'd love to do anything I possibly can in the industry. If that's, like, if I have to work for free, if I have to... I know in the future, it will... Like I said, as big as your network is, that's it, like... What's your
0: take on reality TV stars going into DJ? Um...
1: It's funny you say that, because I was about this the other day. Like, so, for example, someone like Joel Curry, who I've met a few times now, I've had a lot of conversations with him. Obviously, with him, he went on Geordie Shaw. He then got into his DJing. But when you talk yeah. to him, mate, he's been DJing since he was, like, 15. Like, so when he released Sorry, that was, like, his 15th, 16th release. Like, He was mm-hmm. releasing tunes before Geordie Shaw and stuff like that. Um, like if somebody can go to a club, make four grand from playing an hour set... Yeah, because they've been on Love Island, mate. Like, I, 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 I can't really knock that. Like, man, everyone's gonna make both, You know what I mean? So, if I, <laughs> if I went on Love Island and then I started getting a shitload of bookings in for four grand every weekend, I'm not gonna go. Nah, sorry, because I don't. I, like, you know what I mean? So, I don't, I don't. I, I, if you've done the work before and if you're already into it, or maybe you find the passion later on, because some people, obviously, there'll be people that think, "Oh, it's a quick book. I can just BJ." Yeah. Um, but then if there's people that have been on Love Island or been on Geordie Shore then found the passion later on of DJing. I ain't not really got much against it, man. If someone can turn up and make four grand in an hour, that's
0: how it is, I man. Don't, like, I don't know many people making four grand in an hour like that.
1: Well, <laughs> say, for example, two grand. Say two grand. Say someone turned up to the club made got paid two grand by the club. Um, Yeah, you can't really knock it, man.
0: No, yeah, definitely. Like, I think for me personally, I'd rate like what Joel Corey's doing. Like, that's a pure example. Like, or like, yeah, Kevin, yeah. because... I know what Kem's doing. Like he's asked people like Max Denner to teach him and He's not just jumping on and being like, yeah, 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 yeah." yeah. I want to DJ. Like that's why I rate those people. But if you got people who use that platform to start yeah. DJing to get and to get gigs, like and I don't agree with that. As well. mm, definitely, because yeah. like, like obviously like, people don't understand. Like nowadays, it's so easy to pick up a deck. Decks cost a like, hundred quid, like second yeah. hand. Um, Serrato, you can get for free. So, like, you know what I mean? It's mm. it's 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 easy to start in that sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, mate. You
0: know? How how what's your take on the actual DJ scene at the moment? Like, obviously not during quarantine, but just in general, do you think every, it's a level playing field? Do you think not? Do you think there's a lot of uh, competition and rivalry, or? Um, I don't know,
1: man. Like, with me, I never sort of, I don't know, like. I don't really, look, I'm quite tunnel vision with what I do. Yeah. Like, I don't really, I'm not the type of guy to like look at other DJs and like get pissed off and envy them. When I look mm-hmm. at someone doing well, man, it motivates me to do as well yeah. as they're doing. Like I don't really see the scene as like, like man, like people, like, I, I don't know, like it's a weird one because I don't, like I said, I, I have a lot of friends in the DJ community, but they're friends. Like, I don't really read into it too much. What's going on with like the, the politics of DJing. You know what I mean? Like I think I'm just like, yeah, just I just do my own thing, man, and then just try and be try and be good with everyone I meet, man. Like because if, if people see that you're a good person, they're gonna give you opportunities. If you're like yeah, definitely you know, slagging other DJs off and saying oh, do it, uh, then it always gets back to them, man. So I ain't about that. Like 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 with me, like I've had so many setbacks, man. Like I've been when I first started, I, I got offered a residency at a club, um, and I literally but basically after locker room, I went to this other club. Um, and it was like, mate. It was like, just it's like an older club, so it's like for mm. well, the forty-year-olds, mate. And it was grim. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> <laughs> this grim. Like, mate, like, like, I don't. Like,
1: like... <laughs> so I left there, to, and then I got off rent residency, at one of the biggest clubs in Leicester. Um, yeah. So I left. Fa- uh, well, I left. It's called Fankler where I was playing. I left there because I thought I had this residency, um, and then like, I don't know. Like, I went in for a chat, and then basically offered it me and then I just didn't really hear anything about like they didn't really reply to my DMs and that Mm. Um, and that sort of motivates me and then on New Year's Eve I played that club supported Danny Howard co-headlined it so with me like it don't really it don't really piss me off it just makes me more motivated and then the satisfaction I get out of like they may have they may have like I don't, they, I don't know I don't I don't want to say mugged me up because I don't know what happened stuff could have broke down they could have had a funding thing I don't know but then when I've been able to go back there on New Year's Eve, play their biggest night support one of my heroes Danny Howard like yeah man, I'm just grateful for that
0: bro it's like it's it's a sick journey just listening man like mm-hmm. you know like there's so much more to come that's the thing um yeah. like, what's what's your kind of first steps out of quarantine like what's the first thing you'll do um. I think
1: well, <laughs> I want to, I want to definitely keep doing what I'm doing at Kiss. Like mm. I see my chance on Kiss on because obviously I'm, I'm going to be on Kiss Fresh. Like that, mate, is going to be one of the biggest opportunities I've ever had in my life, and I really need to yeah. smash that, man. Like, so if anyone's wants fancy listening, Kiss Fresh, send me for July. Make sure you tune in. <laughs> um, but I'm yeah, there. That, Don't I'm, worry, I'm listening, bro. But on, send me the send me man, the, I'm the gonna, deets. Like, I'm going to premiere a lot of my own music. Um and loads of other stuff, man, because, like, every single person, like, when I spoke to Maj, like, this is like, like, this is your chance, man, like, this is the opportunity, like, I've been waiting for with radio, yeah. um, with this summer, like, I ha- like, I'm only 18, man, so I've still got so much time, like, that's why a lot of people say to me, like, I tell them what I've done, like, mate, you've toured with Sigma at 18, man, I'm still getting pissed on a park at 18, but with me, like, I don't think you've, when, you- when you're doing it, you can probably like this as well, when people say, oh, you're doing sick, man," you don't really see it, because it's you, you know what I mean, like, because you're doing it, and you're living in the moment, and like, like, mate, like, like I slept, like, even little things like, mate, I was on. I was sleeping on Example's tour bus, yeah. and then you're on FaceTime to one of your mates, and like, mate, you're fucking on Example's tour bus, and you take a step back, and you just spent the whole day with someone like Example, and like his whole team, and you're like, this is actually, like, a bit mad, like,
0: I'm... yeah, yeah, definitely, so,
1: yeah, like, I just, yeah, man, I, I do, I love it, man, like, I really do, and I try and, I try and always think positive and always try and it's like if you if you truly like i said earlier, if you truly believe you're gonna do something and you think and you have literally have tunnel vision where there's no because obviously everyone has mental doubts man everyone has mental doubts where they think it might not go it might not go your way mm. or you might get like a side job with it but like everyone i've spoke to in the industry like if you put 100 percent into what you're doing and you keep your tunnel vision you, you'll you do it man and, uh, and yeah that's the sort of vibe i've been trying to keep is keeping positive about everything and
0: yeah yeah I think definitely like it's your own. You have to stay in your own lane. You can't follow what other people are mm-hmm. doing because you could. <clears> you can take tips, but I wouldn't say follow yeah. because it could work for them. It may not even yeah. work for you. I'm very. I'm very. paved that, that way. Being able to
1: learn off someone like Majestic, who's doing, yeah. like I, I seen a quote the other day, and it was like, learn off the people, or like, so it's like, learn off the people that are doing what doing t- doing today what you want to do tomorrow or something like that, and um, like being able to. Regularly speaking to him and helping him out on his sets and being a runner at all his vents, and then that leading to the Sigma Tour, and then being really close with the Sigma lads like, literally, they're a message away. People like yeah. like Joel Curry, I, I speak to quite a bit now on WhatsApp and stuff like that. Even like, like these people
0: saw as numbers and just having that relationship with them like, it's massive, man. You know what? There's one thing like with them following you, the other thing is getting the number. Yeah, like yeah. People think, yeah, oh, true. yeah, they follow you, but, like, okay, cool, but are you even on levels where yeah, you're... Yeah, I don't think, I don't,
1: I don't think Joe your... Joel even follows me. I just speak to him on Instagram and that. But I mean, on WhatsApp. But then, like, I remember on New Year's Eve, like, when I supported Danny Howard, my mate was um was doing some videotography for me, and yeah. I, was liking I was like, to him afterwards, I thought, oh, mate, he's got some wicked videos. So I was sending them over, and he's like, oh, yeah, how do you want me to send them? I was like, oh, just give me your number if you want, mate. So then I got Danny Howard's number, and then... Some tunes I've been working on, I've sent over to him. He's giving me advice yeah. on them, and he's like a oh, Radio One man. So like, with me, if I can get a banging tune out, and I can, and I've got the opportunity, yeah, you push it, it, you push send it out it to there. Danny Howard at Radio One, who, and then Majestic at Kiss, who has the main Friday night show. Andrew Wilco is the head producer at Kiss. Yeah, like, it's it is like a, a lot about who you know, like,
0: but then again, like, you need to put yourself in these positions to meet these people. Um, do, you, do you find it weird how like When you started mm. You know, you were younger And then now you're 18 and like There's people who are younger starting and even doing Not roughly the same things But achieving like What sometimes we couldn't even achieve when we were younger So do you think it's like mad how they're doing that Or do you think, you know what, it's sick Because we need more people younger Coming coming, uh, coming up um, Well with me, like, I, I've i
1: got a lot of Like look like, and coming DJs that I speak to Because with me, I feel like say for example everything goes to plan in 10 years time I'm at the level yeah. I want to be and then up and coming DJs are DMing me asking me for advice because I've had that helping hand from Madge and I've been around the, like and he's helped me out so much man like it opened so many doors for me um, I would be exactly the same to people that are coming up mm. as well just because I've experienced that and similar with Madge like Madge had EZ as his guy yeah. so it like sort of spirals on and like when, when DJs help each other man like I just don't, like, I, we're all part of the same community. And, like, if you're going to be negative of each other and put each other down, like, not put each other down, like, criticism's good, but, I mean, like, just, there's a lot of dickheads in the community, man, that like, are very,
0: tuna vision, a lot of egos, and I ain't about that. Like... Mm. You like, know what? It's because when money comes into play, no one, like, you know, that the thing is, yeah, there's a, there's one thing to say in text and in a message, but the other thing yeah. is to actually put it in into the real world. Yeah, And, like, if football, you're going like, to say... Yeah, like if you're gonna say I'm gonna help someone, don't just do that in the text. I'm not like this isn't yeah, yeah. to you, by the way. This is I'm just saying in general. Like, yeah, and then come into the club and you know are the DJs getting one k, they don't yeah, want to yeah, give uh, split yeah. it or whatever. Yeah, fully, man. But like,
1: I think as well, like for up and coming DJs watching this, like when you do start coming in the scene at the start, you're gonna realize like promoters and stuff like that are sometimes like because obviously they're doing a the job as well. Like, yeah. You have to sort of earn your respect and earn, like, yeah, if definitely. Like, if you're like DM a promoter who wins the biggest night, he's not gonna to your DM. So, like with me, the bar I used to play at was owned by the same guy that owned the biggest clue in Leicester,
0: yeah. So,
1: I I always seen that as like a spiral up. So, that's easy, and, is it easy way to kind of get there, yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Like, I would say, like, work like if you're willing to work for free, like, then it just shows, man. Like, it was sort of, I've just been very fortunate now where like. Before lockdown, I was doing three, four shows a weekend. I would mm. been able to up my prices after been saying I was on tour, for example, uh, on tour with Sigma, involved with the yep. example tour, working at Kiss, like getting involved with what they're doing there. Um, so yeah, man, it sort of, it all helped, man. Like so, yeah. So I'm
0: after with the prices sort of thing as well, <coughs> how do one? Mm. How do you know how to price yourself? Two, the competition with DJs is massive between mm. pricing. So, do you lower it or do you keep it the same? And also, after quarantine, what do you do with your prices? Um, so,
1: I think with like prices and stuff like that for the like obviously, what they say first, like we'll get you in, do an hour set, say 150 quid. Yeah. Um, like with me, it's sort of like if I can fit in, especially in the summer, man, like if I, because I was planning on doing like, I was going to spend a few days in Malia, fly back, do bookings here, do because if I can do, especially in the summer, like free garden parties. And yeah. then a club night in the evening and I'm getting hundred and fifty quid per set and you're like, driving about to all these places, like mate, that's like yeah, more than happy with me. Like like I said, I've never it's never been about the money really for me. Like mm. it's always been I think I think when you're especially my age, like if you get offered an amazing opportunity but saying you've gotta play for free, like when I've supported yeah. Arthur Dodger Majestic sweep from my attitude, I played that for free. But like I I, I close to someone like Arthur Dodger, who's one of the biggest legends in the garage game. Um, then proved to Majestic more how will I am to hungry and willing I am to get involved with this. Like I remember MC Kai's Majestic's MC like I spoke to him and he just literally went to me like you are gonna like he said, "like You are gonna go to the very top mate. Like in my face saying to it. And for me yep. like that was just like I remember it gave me goosebumps man. Like he's We back?
0: Sorry, bro. What
1: yeah yeah we back we off. what were you saying um yeah man like someone like mc kaiser who i know has traveled around with merge the whole summer like and him saying that to me like that you're going to yeah. go to the very top like you're doing everything you need to do like to me that's just like that was when it really hit like mate i could actually do something in this like i like look around and you're like it's makes sure, you like more like, especially when I, was, when I was when i was just on the examples when i was working on and helping out on the example tour like, just watching Elliot, who's a, it was obviously an example was just a singer, but watching him, we just mm. see everyone going mad. And you're just like, mate, I just remember looking around and just taking a deep breath and just thinking, like, like, I, I want this. Like, I want to be involved in this. Like, sleeping on a tour bus, like, chilling, like, playing FIFA on a tour bus. It's like, mate, I'm yeah, like, yeah. it gives you that motivation and that drive. Like, and when you realise as well, they're just normal people and you have these conversations with them and then you just realise, like, there's no difference between you and I. they just put the work in, network well, and yeah, man, like, it just, yeah, you just realise, because I think there's a big perception on celebs, like, they look at them, they're like, or people that have made it, like, bigger people in than you. When you talk to them, just is one human and human, like, I've had so many, like, journeys when, like, especially, like, when you drive, when you spend, spend a lot of time with Majestic, he's the most realest guy, man, I've ever met in my life. Like, Craig, I was telling you, Craig David on Radio 1 the other day, just yeah. saying, like, he's the realest guy, he's the realest of the real, he's always helping people out, he's always, like, and if you're like that, man, like, the, the, uni, like, the universe will... Give you good stuff, man. If you like are good to people and you're nice to people and you're yeah, like I'm a massive I don't even like hippie shit, there's nothing about that. I just think like whenever you like I'm very into my motivational videos as well. Like I watch a load of motivational videos on YouTube and that. And everyone in the end like everyone always says it like if you are just tournament and you believe that you're gonna do something without any negative a negative doubts like, you'll do it, man. Like Yeah, definitely. It, so yeah.
0: Do you think you're gonna Okay, and actually, I'm gonna ask this one. So, mm. with um people releasing songs at the moment, like obviously a lot of artists are releasing songs. Do you think yeah. one, this is the best uh time to do it in? Two, like when we come out of quarantine, the cl- like it's gonna be what six months old. So, do you think you'll yeah. be playing these songs in the clubs or not? Um, I think this is. I think there's, so, there's gonna be so much good music that comes out
1: of this period, because every producer DJ is at home. Like, yeah, the things like, Mate, I've literally. The last three weeks, I've been on Facetime calls of singers, um, Matt, who I work with on online production, writing music. Um, I'd finish a Facetime call and then go on with another girl, write another yeah. tune. Um, but yeah, like, I think it's a great time to to. I don't know. You can flip it. You can look at it one way. It's a great time to bring out music because everyone's at home, everyone's on their phones. It's going to boost it, like everyone's morale. Music brings us all together. But then on the other hand, where if you release a tune now this summer. Or if you release it next mm. summer, it's gonna get played at places like Ocean Beach. It's gonna get if it if it did well, like all the clubs, yeah. where more people are gonna hear it because it's gonna be play by other DJs. Then
0: saying just releasing it now, and then you know what I'm saying. So yeah, yeah, you can look it on both sides, man. Have you had any bad experiences with club promoters or managers? Um.
1: So when I, well, yeah, similar to like what I was saying with how I got off of the residency at the club in. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. How I got.
0: Are you there? I just lost you, bro. Right, yeah. So
1: I was just saying like how what was the question? Promoters but yeah, so basically similar to what I was saying earlier about how when I when I when I got off of that rent at the club in Leicester, yeah. and like I went in for an interview meeting, chat, it was all basically laid down, and then you've you've also just said bye to the other club. Like you said, I don't want to yeah. like I, I got off of the new thing, it's been amazing, blah, blah, blah. And then you sort of a bit like they're not even replying to my DMs now, mate. And that was, like, right at the start when i just finished playing at the locker room. And, mate, that was a massive kick in the teeth. Like, I remember just, like, I was so, like... like I remember feeling my heart drop, like, when you've you messaged them, like, five times and they're all just seen and they're not replying. Yeah. But then it sort of, at the same time, made me grip my teeth and made me just want to work. And then, like I said, New Year's Eve, I played there, supported Danny Howard, was on was on before and after. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, like, well, it's, it's things around about And so you always don't know the whole story behind it because when of the to people, like, the guy did apologise, he was just like a lot of stuff just broke down, like with funding and stuff like that. Um, so I never wanna like slag off a promoter and stuff like that, because at the end of the day, promoters are the ones that are gonna get us in and mm. say, Oh, you got you didn't reply to my DMs. you got me because you never know what's really going on behind the scenes, man.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely.
1: So, yeah, i am definitely say for that. But
0: no, I don't I'm not about
1: really any bad experiences because I'm because I feel like I, I I try and really make a point of being a nice person when you speak to these people and you're telling them what you're doing um they sort of respect you back yeah so yeah man yeah
0: Which, sure um with 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 your dj do you want to stick with house then or do you want to venture out into different genres and play different genres like you um, may play it in your set but actually go into it properly yeah yeah like i said like, i can i can i'm a multi-
1: i can play all different genres because i learned that when i was playing at locker room so the club yeah. the bar was saying I was I, ha- I was forced to learn different genres instead of just house. So which helped me massively, man. Um but like I said, I'm now sort of at the stage where all the events I'm getting booked are house events. Um mm-hmm. and obviously all my radio shows there, all dance music. Um so yeah, like if say for example I was playing in Malia or Napa, where it was like a bit of yeah. a mixed crowd, man, I'd play everything. Like also would like I love old school R and love I'd like, make Dave, for example. I know you won't probably play Dave in your set, but Dave is one of my favourite artists there is. Like, I listen to Dave on a regular basis. Like, his, that tune environment and that whole album is just all about being an up-and-coming artist and the struggles, I think. And, everything. and yep. you can, when you listen to the lyrics and some of that, like, you can relate with it so much. Like, I love it, man. But when it comes to going out, for me, I will listen to dance music. I will listen to a naughty piano tune and just, like, so. So how yeah, comes man. you
0: don't sing or rap? <laughs> I, say, I said, how comes you don't sing or rap? Or do you? I don't because I can't, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> get into it. I've, it will be I've easier got, for I've, you. I do,
1: I do, I do write. Like, I I I've been proper get like this lockdown. I've properly got into songwriting. Like yeah, and it's really good when you work with a singer like the girl I've been working with. She went to Brit School, so the same place. Adele, like so many different artists have been. Yeah, and when you working Brit's, with Brits literally ran a corner for me. It's like ten minutes. Yeah, worth. so when you're literally working with someone who's Naturally gifted at writing, yeah. And then you're coming because I came up with an idea the other day. Um, I was gonna play it by my my genius, yeah. Anyway, I came up with like a cool little hook the other day, and I sent it her, and we were on Facetime, and I was literally giving her ideas, she was giving me ideas, and it worked so well, like it was just (laughs) spiraling off, and we've ended up writing this tune, man. And honestly, like, I'm so excited for it. Like, it's a really well written song. Like when I was talking to Matt, the guy I work with, who's like my engineer, he was like. I was like, my vision is I want to make a tune with that 90s sound with a modern twist. And I want it to be able to go off on the radio. I want it to be able to go off at dance tents. I want it to be able to be able to hit a commercial crowd on the ground, like, like the Sonny Federa, MK, that sort of vibe. Mm. Because like, yeah, and as, soon as, and as soon as you have a tune out there, like that's the key. Because as soon as you've got a tune yeah. out there, you're, a, you're an established artist. Like 10, 20 years ago, you could just be a very good DJ and get bookings. But now you need tunes out there um so yeah and i've sort of been very fortunate with the people around me that i put myself in a position now where when i do have tunes i can send it to someone like madge and he can give me mm-hmm. advice on it say why don't you do this why don't you do that and then when it is ready i've got people like danny howard who's just a message away that like i say what do you think of this like and yeah. you never know man like so yeah that's what you I know what it's
0: it's 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 a hard game it is a hard game like as. Both of us know, and like, whoever, mm. what other DJs are in the chat at the moment, just, yeah, like, it's just about content, and, you know, just trying to be something unique and find that niche part in the market.
1: Mm, definitely, man. And I feel like, as well, like, with me, I think the m- main reason why, uh, at the start, I kind of felt different, because in Leicester, everyone is R&B. There's not many yeah. house DJs. and the, for house so That DJs makes it that easier are, for you, though. Mm, the house DJs that are about are very minimal and deep. And with me, I'm very, like... Like, one of the promoters used to say to me, like, what kind of house do you play? I was like, for like, style house. Like, summery vibe. That sort of, like, that American Chicago old-school sound that I've been educated on from my parents. Yeah. It just gave me the passion to, like... Like, mate, like, even, like, a good example, like, music sounds better with you, that tune. Like, ooh, Like, that sort of tunes. I'm, about, I'm dropping them sort of tunes in my set because people hear them, like, that's a, that's a tune. Like, even, like, people that are into R&B and that, like, when I play a garden party, for example, Arba, Give me yeah. mainly people that are our bar customers who are like, there'll be a lot of DJs that will go down there and just play a deep, minimal tech sound. But with me, I'm just gonna go and just play like the tunes that people know, like that old school sort of vibe. Like, I've played tunes like Show Me Love, just because yeah, I got. I remember, I remember when I spoke to a DJ and he was like, When you stop giving a shit about what the DJs behind you are thinking of your set and you're just playing tunes to make them people dance, like that was a matter like, that really did stick with me when he said that because I think when I first started, I played to try and impress the guy that was running the event. But then,
0: yeah.
1: now I just play to make people a dance, man. And like, I'm, 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 I've got, over the years, or over the last few months, I've really focused on how to read a crowd and, like, yeah. Where you do word, you buy, buy your, your music, Will? Uh, yeah, Beatport, bro, same as you. Like I was saying earlier, like when I first started, when, like, you're not really making much money, like, we used to de- download it off sites and that. But then now, because I'm in the industry and I'm now releasing music, man, yeah, all Beatport. I literally cleared my whole album of... Yeah. Which I've downloaded So yeah Purely Beatport now
0: Is there any other Good record pools <laughs> you, uh, To use for House music Or is that like The main one to use
1: Um I don't know man Because I used to use Beatport But now I'm on quite a few Mailing lists So a lot of my music I get I get sent a lot of Albums Like yeah. I get sent A couple albums a week Of new, of new music Um so yeah i don't know i don't know I, beatport's probably the best like but when i i remember when we were, when we were in the example tour and one of the livsy who's a DMB dj he was saying fucking hell two pound for a track and madge went mate i used to pay 12 pound for a record back in the day so yeah, when you do yeah, think about yeah. that, like, paying 199 for a track on beatport back in the day mate, paying, like, you know what i mean for a white vinyl records you're talking
0: 12 and back then mate mm. 12 quid was more than it is that's, now. that's a lot yeah mm. How do you kind Sorry, of utilise your social media to keep yourself active and keep yourself, you know, your name in the game still? Yeah, with me, like, I always, I'm, I'm, I try to be,
1: I try to go live on Instagram. Like, I went live last night. I try to go live on Instagram quite regularly. Like, especially with this period, um, I was just like, I go live, I show a lot of the tunes I've been working on. And yeah. when I bring out a mix, I'll try and post about it. Like, I did a, a post over there, and I was like, I've released a new mix to soundtrack your weekend ahead. Um so yeah, I've been through this period. I've been trying to keep very active on social. But like before this, mm. on the Sigma tour, I deliberately I, I I got a lad, um, who's from Hartford called Steve. Yep. And he's so sick at videography. I don't know if you see my Sigma video, but like, mate, like video. No, video, I saw it, video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, unreal, man. Like, and that's why I used to promote this as well. Um, and that and I paid like 150 quid for him to come down. But then mm-hmm. like, it's an investment. Like the other day, I went to a guy called Aaron had a lot of press picks done um that was the other day i had all them done just because i know like when my show on kiss like, my my show on kiss fresh when it does happen they're gonna obviously the press pick i want it to look professional i want it to look good yeah. um so yeah man like when it sort of me like all the money that i make i sort of invest it back into the brand so like say for example the sigma tour what like whatever i was getting paid for that one show ninety percent of that wage was going into my videographer because um, like i said at the start like these first few years it ain't about making money like whilst yeah. i'm still living at home whilst i'm fortunate to not really be paying many bills yet whilst it's like the time where i need to be investing myself and really putting this work where everything i'm so sort
0: of i'm investing it back in with what i'm doing so yeah bro this has been a good conversation though. i was just looking at the time as <laughs> well. So, like i just it's Jeez. mad oh but, bro goodness, like <laughs> But, bro, like, it's, you know, when you hit me up, I was kind of like, oh, you know, let's see, let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? I've really enjoyed it. And it's like Thanks, hearing man. your story, no, like, on, it's that. sick. And, like, I know, no, like, definitely, I know you've got a big thing coming. Like, I know you're probably, hopefully, that you're going to get Ocean Beach next year. Yeah, and like, yeah. Yeah, that will be good to see that. Definitely. Yeah, big want And like, I want so I I to hear this track. I want to hear this track that's going to come out. Give me a preview. I'll send, I'll send it to you, bro. Okay, fun. Cool, bro. Take you. care, yo.
1: Big love, man. I A- appreciate you.
0: everyone locking in. I'm back on live in like five minutes. But... <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy, bro. But cool. Enjoy Cheers, bro. Bye.